Hey, so welcome back to the True North Podcast. Trey Dixon here with my beautiful bride, Amy. How well, are you? hello. Doing great. Doing well. We are so excited to be here today, coming back and continuing in, in marriage and talking about issues in marriage. And so today what we're going to talk about is something that isn't necessarily have to do with marriage and yet has absolutely everything to do with marriage. And so today we're going to talk about forgiveness. And so once again, forgiveness, this, is, this isn't about your marriage, but it has absolute implications in your marriage and in your heart. So that's what we want to kind of jump into today. So babe, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of jump into this and then let's go. I'm going to have you share here in a little bit, um, your story, because frankly, one of the most powerful stories of forgiveness that I've ever encountered, um, is Amy's. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to have her share it here in just a little bit. Now, before we jump into this, if any of you are listening and you've been around church any period of time, you've heard a pastor, evangelist, whoever, whatever, you've heard them say something to the effect of, if you had to put our faith, if you had to put Christianity into one word, what would that word be? And I've heard people say things like honor, service, giving, sacrifice, all kinds of different things I think are good. Uh, Matter of fact, Robert Morris uh, has a big church down in Dallas. He has an entire sermon series on giving that we're, you know, our faith is really about giving. And he uses John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And I think that's true. Like, I mean, I completely believe that. For me, it really boils down to two things. It boils down to love and forgiveness. And it boils down to love because love is the meaning of life. And we talked about this in session one of our um, marriage series here. But love is the meaning of life, to learn to love and to learn to be loved because God is love. And once again, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. John thirteen thirty, where Jesus said, the world will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter where, you know, I can move a mountain, I give my body to be burned, but without love, it's nothing. And the coup de grace is 1 John 4, 8, where scripture says, God is love. It's who he is. It's not what he does. It's who he is. And so if you remove love, you remove God and we have nothing, but there's also forgiveness and forgiveness is really what the entire Bible is about. Because from Genesis to Revelation, it's a story about forgiveness. The Old Testament, what was the Old Testament about? It was about the law. What's the law? The law was a means for a holy God to bring forgiveness to a sinful people so that a sinful people could be in a right relationship with the holy God. What's the New Testament? The New Testament is about Jesus and Jesus saying, I am the law, that I am now your forgiveness so that a sinful people can be in a right relationship with the holy God. So the key is we have these two things, love and forgiveness, and they are completely separate, but I would argue completely inseparable. Because if we're not choosing forgiveness, we're not being loving. And it absolutely takes us choosing love to be forgiving. Mm, So good. And so these two things that are completely separate, yet completely inseparable. Now, take that thought, park it. We're going to come back to it later, okay? So just put that away on a shelf for easy, you know, easy grabbing here in just a minute. So as we go through this, there's a couple of truths that I want us to kind of go over and speak over. 
And the first one is this. Forgiveness holds the power to give renewed life to a relationship. Forgiveness is powerful. And I think all of us, anyone, really, you don't even have to be a Christian to know the power of forgiveness. We all know it. We've all heard it. And that's true. But what I want us to to look is even a little bit deeper. Because everything in God's creation has an opposite or an inverse. And what I mean by that, there's day, there's night, there's good, there's evil, there's God, the devil, yin, yang, whatever you want to call it. So if forgiveness has the power to give life, which it does, unforgiveness has the power to take life, which it does. Mm. And both of them are incredibly powerful, which takes us to the second point. The choice not to forgive pronounces the death penalty upon a relationship. And what I want us to focus on is that forgiveness is a choice. Just as Jesus chose to go to the cross on our behalf, we have to choose forgiveness. And I get people in counseling pretty regularly that'll say something to the effect of, well, I'm not refusing to forgive. Like I haven't made the choice not to forgive. And I hear that. But when we've been hurt, wronged, betrayed, abused, abandoned, whatever the hurt may be or whatever the offense may be, if we don't make the choice to forgive, then by default, we're actually holding on to unforgiveness. And it's powerful, which takes us to point number three. Forgiveness is a gift that restores a relationship. And I want us to focus on the word gift because, once again, just as Jesus chose to go to the cross for our behalf, he gave us that gift. Forgiveness cannot be worked for. Forgiveness cannot be earned. Forgiveness has to be freely given. And it's a choice we have to choose to make to give it. And when we do, it's unbelievably powerful. And so hopefully now starting to kind of connect some of the dots to see how this works and how it flows. Because our next point, and really this, the last point and this, this coming point, I truly believe are the things that trip up so many people when it comes to forgiveness. And it's this. Forgiveness does not mean trust or restoration. It doesn't. Trust has to be worked for. Trust has to be earned. Forgiveness has to be given. And so I'm going to kind of illustrate this in marriage because we're kind of talking about marriage, but this really applies to almost every, any close relationship that we have, a close friend, family member, etc. So, but in marriage especially, we walk into marriage with this ultimate form of trust. We trust each other with our hopes, dreams, desires, finances, kids, our body. And so we go into it with this ultimate form of trust. And if we lose that, and there's a multiplicity of ways that we can be hurt, wrong, disappointed, betrayed, whatever. But as long as we're holding on to how I've been hurt, how I've been wronged, whatever it may be, I can't fully trust. Why? Because what is trust? Trust is you're going to protect me. Trust is you're going to do right by me. Trust ultimately is you're going to guard my heart. And if I'm holding on to unforgiveness how you didn't, then I can't fully trust you. And why this is so important is because most of us have just never cognitively thought this through before. We've never really just sat down and kind of logically thought it out. So what a lot of us believe, even if it's just subconsciously, is we think, I'll forgive you when I can trust you. Mm. 
And the problem is that never happens. I can't trust you until I first forgive you. I have to choose forgiveness and then we work on building trust. But if I'm waiting till I trust you to forgive you, it will absolutely never happen. So true. And so it's so important to recognize this. And once again, why forgiveness is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. Trust is something that we work for. Now, even couples that don't make it, okay? And I have couples from time to time don't make it. I tell people getting divorced, you still have to forgive each other. Why? Because our next point, our next point is forgiveness is more for you more than it is for them. And there's an old Chinese proverb that says, forgiveness sets a prisoner free, but the prisoner sets free as you. Forgiveness is not about them. Forgiveness is not letting them off the hook. Forgiveness is actually about beginning to heal the hurt in your heart that's been inflicted. It's where we begin to find peace, healing, and rest in our own heart and our own soul. It's actually for you. It's not for them. Which is why our very last point in scripture, forgiveness isn't encouraged, it's not recommended, it's not even suggested. It is absolutely mandated. And a lot of times when we hear mandated, there's a passage in scripture where Jesus says, if you don't forgive others their sins against you here on earth, I'm not going to forgive your sins to my father in heaven. And what he's really saying is he's saying, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite that you've been forgiven of so much and then you're not going to forgive others. And that's true. That is emphatically true. Don't be a hypocrite. We've been covered in grace and mercy. Therefore, we're to give grace and mercy. But here's what I want you to hear. That's a reason to forgive. I'm going to argue that's not the reason to forgive. I would argue the main reason to forgive is actually found in Ephesians 4.32. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, be kind to one another tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And so there it is again at the end. We're to, we've been forgiven you know, by God through Christ, so we're to forgive others. Don't be a hypocrite, right? Yes. But that's the end of the verse. It's not the beginning. The beginning of the verse is actually all about you. Be kind to one another. Well, how do I do that? By being tenderhearted. Well, how do I do that? through forgiveness, by forgiving one another. And if you'll remember, everything in Scripture has an opposite or an inverse, right? So what happens if I don't forgive? Then instead of being tenderhearted, I become cold-hearted. I become hard-hearted. And instead of being kind to one another, I become angry, bitter, cynical, distrustful. I'm no longer the man or woman that God has created me to be. And so forgiveness is actually all about one thing. Forgiveness is about guarding your heart to continue to love. That's so good because truly when we don't forgive and in particular relationships, it's not just that relationship that affects, begins to affect all relationships. When we withhold that to someone that we feel like we shouldn't forgive, it really begins to affect all other areas of our life. And that's exactly right, because Scripture talks about replacing my heart of stone with a heart of flesh. Well, how does that heart of stone happen? And I can promise you almost always through unforgiveness. And when it's when I'm hurt by someone, and by the way, 
legitimately hurt. Okay, I acknowledge there's people who have legitimately yeah, hurt you. They, true pain. You know, true pain. I'm not diminishing the pain mm-hmm. or the trauma at all. You've been sexually abused. Your your spouse was unfaithful. Um, somebody has beaten you. I mean, there is there is very, very real trauma and pain in this life to be abandoned by a mother or father or things that someone has said to you or frankly, a spouse that just says, I don't love you and I don't want to be with you. Those are deeply, deeply hurtful, traumatic, very real wounds that our heart and soul take. The problem is unforgiveness doesn't bring any healing to any of that. Yeah. Unforgiveness is like continuing to pour salt on that existing wound. All it does is make it worse. All it does is make it hurt even more. And what you're really doing is you're giving that person who legitimately hurt you the power to continue to Mm. hurt you. What forgiveness does is it actually takes the power away from that person to hurt you anymore. It begins to heal the pain that's been afflicted. And so this is why forgiveness, it's not about them. It's for you and your heart. Mm. And so what I would encourage um, is there's kind of a process, there's kind of a method that I would recommend to find some true healing and how to forgive. Because I think so many of us, we know about forgiveness, we know we should forgive, but a lot of times no one's told us how to forgive, what's kind of a method or a process. And what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to give you that here in just a few minutes. But before I do, I want Amy to share because it's easy to hear these things theoretically. It's easy to maybe hear them shared or taught, but what does it look like in real life? And so, babe, do me a favor, share your story and what forgiveness has meant for you. Yeah. Well, setting the stage a little bit. So in this season, this is a season when we're um, going through infidelity and you have at this point have chosen to leave me for this other woman. And so this is the season I'm living in. And so, of course, there's pain, there's trauma, there's hurt. And God wakes me up in the middle of the evening and he wants to have a conversation. And I could tell the theme of that conversation was forgiveness. And truthfully, in that moment in time, I had dealt with a lot and I really had felt like I was in a place that I was beginning to forgive you. I was really beginning to let that go. And and so I, I told God, you know, I've forgiven Trey. And, and his response was, that's not who I'm talking about. And so asking him and probing, like, what, then who, who were you talking about? He wanted me to forgive this other woman. And to be honest, my first response was absolutely not. Because in my heart and my mind, this woman was taking everything that I held dear and true. And here God is asking me to forgive her. And so I told him no. And his response back was, Amy, you see, I love her as much as I love you. And I'm pursuing her as much as I have pursued you. And I have forgiven you of so much. You have to forgive her. And in that moment, I knew God was right. And in that moment, I knew I had to choose to forgive. And I will tell you, that was probably the hardest moment or one of the hardest moments in my entire life is choosing to forgive someone that had hurt me so much. And so not always, but in this moment, God did 
probed me to go a step further than just forgiving in my heart. Cause truly forgiveness wasn't about her. It wasn't about you. It was about me and my heart, protecting my heart, keeping it tender and kind. And so, but he asked me to go a little step further and he asked me to send this woman a message, letting her know how much she was loved, pursued and forgiven. And I did. And what I would find out years later is the moment that she received that message, she was actually sitting in the parking lot of her attorney's office moments from going in to file for divorce. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment um, is when she contacted you and said, you know, I don't, um, we're not, I don't want to go on. I'm going to go back to my family. And what I will say, what I gathered in that is just one for me being obedient to Christ to forgive someone that had hurt me, not only forgiving you, but forgiving this other woman and being obedient to allow that person to know Hey, I've forgiven you. And so there was power in that moment. And I have no doubt today, we wouldn't be where we are in this moment in time. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't taken those steps to forgive, to forgive anyone and everyone that had hurt me. And I view it now um, and that it, it was an event. It was that moment that I, you know, I had to choose forgiveness, but then as things creep up later on, as moments come, and I, I use my um, my feelings as a warning light like you have on your car. And so when those feelings of anger or hurt come up, to pause and to say, I choose to forgive. I choose this because I want to remain kind and tenderhearted. Yeah, so powerful. And so my story on that, my side of it, is I'm sitting at my desk one day, and all of a sudden, God just really starts kind of wrecking my heart, going, you can't do this. You can't do this. And by the way, the story that Amy and I are sharing, rewind, you know, a decade, more than over <laughs> a decade ago when all this is occurring, we weren't talking. We were, we were separated yeah. at the time. We weren't talking. I have actually said, I'm, I'm choosing this other relationship, and I'm, I mean, I've moved out. And so we didn't... Frankly, the story we're sharing right now, we didn't even connect the dots till probably two or three years later, going back and talking and kind of putting the puzzle pieces back together of what, yeah, exactly. And so we had no idea for even a while of what really transpired in kind of our own side of the street, so to speak. But I'm sitting in my desk and God just wrecks me and is like, you can't do this. You cannot go through with this. And I'm just overtaken with all this emotion. And I actually get up and leave my office and I'm, I'm trying not to just break down in tears. And my assistant is like, where are you going? I'm <laughs> like, I got to run an errand. And, you know, I leave and I go sit in my car and I cry for about 30 minutes. And I actually am grabbing the phone to call this other woman to say, I can't do this. I mean, that, the, the, what the words that were going through my, my heart and my mind is I was like, I can't do yeah. this. And I answer the phone and she's crying and I'm going, what's wrong? And her words were, I can't do this. Mm. And I said, I can't either. And literally broke it off right there. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, just what, what unlocked in the spiritual world, what unlocked in my heart and this other woman's heart began with forgiveness in Amy's heart. Yeah. And, and I want you to hear that because you have no idea how powerful forgiveness can be, what it can do in your own heart, 
but you have no idea what the ripple effect can be and what it can do in other lives around you. And so this is, this is an unbelievably powerful tool that literally is at the core and foundation of our faith. And so, like Amy talked about, she chose forgiveness. Now, there's a feeling of forgiveness, yeah. and there's a very real feeling of forgiveness, and it's this feeling of release, of lightness. It's kind of cliched, but it's like the chains falling off and breaking where you just feel this, you know, you're dropping the weight and letting it go and setting your heart free. Mm -hmm. There's a very real feeling of forgiveness that is powerful, but often we don't have that feeling. Yeah. Conversely, there's also the choice of forgiveness where I'm choosing to do it. I'm choosing to say the words. I'm choosing to release it in my heart. And here's what I want you to hear. The feeling is a good thing, but the feeling is often the blessing of the choice. Oh, that's good. When you choose to forgive, even if you don't feel it, you choose to forgive even in spite of your feelings, in spite of the anger, in spite of the hurt, in spite of the, you know, the vindictiveness that may even be there. You choose to forgive. Eventually, the feeling catches up. The feeling is the blessing of the choice. Now, remember, everything in God's creation has an opposite or an inverse, right? So what happens if I don't feel it, and so therefore I don't choose it? Hmm. I can promise you, you'll never feel it. You will never get the feeling. You will never get the release. You'll never have the blessing of the feeling if you don't first choose it. That's so good. That's powerful stuff right there. And so that I think is one of the things that holds up so many people when it comes to forgiveness because they're looking for the feeling. Okay. And the feeling's a good thing. The feeling's the blessing. The feeling comes from making the choice. Yeah. Now, this also brings up the next point. Is forgiveness an event or is it a process? The answer is unquestionably yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> It's an event because you have to choose to do it. If you don't choose to do it, it's never going to happen. But it's a process because you often have to choose to do it repeatedly. And I, with every fiber in my being, I believe this is part of what Jesus said to daily pick up our cross and follow him. Yeah. Sometimes minute by minute. Cause I remember yes. days where honestly I had to forgive you a hundred times in a day. Yep. Anytime I had that feeling of anger or resentment or bitterness, if just going, got to choose forgiveness yeah. because in choosing forgiveness, I was choosing to love like Christ loved. That's mm. so good. And so, that's the process. So what I mentioned earlier is kind of giving you a process. And by the way, you can never over forgive. We can always under forgive. Okay. So even if you feel like you're good, even if you're like, ah, I don't know if I have anyone, I promise you, you probably do. Okay. You get that? I promise that you probably, which means I've given myself an <laughs> out. All right. But take some time, set the environment, find a quiet place Give yourself 30 minutes to an hour, okay? Take this seriously because hopefully what you've heard from this, it is incredibly serious and your heart needs it. Your heart deserves it, okay? Jesus died to set you free. John 8, 36, if the son has set you free, you're free indeed. And so 
bring some healing and freedom to your heart from the hurts that you've received. Because by the way, forgiving someone, it does not mean that what they did didn't hurt or that it doesn't matter. That's right. It absolutely matters. It matters greatly and it hurts deeply. Mm -hmm. Okay. Forgiving them doesn't mean what they did didn't matter. What it means is you're laying that hurt at the foot of the cross to find healing for your heart. So take some time, take it seriously, grab a pad of paper and a pen, and then pray, God, who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? And what I'm going to tell you is God will often bring a name. He'll bring a face. Often he'll bring a memory. He will lay someone on your heart. And as a matter of fact, even hearing that right now, there's probably someone coming to your mind. Whoever that person is means you need to forgive them. So begin to write their names down, okay? Take some time, get in this space, give yourself some quietness, and really begin to hear from God. Open up your heart and your mind to this. And then as those names, faces, memories come to your mind, begin to write them down. Just write down their names, list it out. If you have one name, great. If you have 30 names, great, okay? Whatever, whoever, begin writing their names down. Then start at the top and write their name and what you need to forgive them for. And begin to write out what you're actually forgiving them for. How did they hurt you? How did they wrong you? How did they betray you? What did they make you feel? Where, where did they let you down? Whatever it is, there's no right way or wrong way. It's just a matter of getting it out and giving words to it. I was going to say, this way it, it allows you to expose yes. what kind of has been suppressed. And once it's exposed, then you can do something with it. You exactly. brought it to light. You can name it. That, and that's so important to bring it. Scripture says bringing it from darkness to light, getting it out, exposing it, putting it on paper. And then once you write for all those people and you write how they've hurt you, how they've wronged you, whatever it is, then I want you to pray, okay? And I want you to pray out loud. And if it, I'm just going to say, let's say it was your, your dad and your dad was abusive, okay? God, help me forgive my father for being abusive for beating me or, you know, saying incredibly hurtful things or whatever, you know, whatever, whoever it may be. But then after you kind of voice those things, I want you to say the words, I choose to forgive him. I choose to forgive him. And that's so powerful. And I love how you say, say it out loud. There's so much power when we speak these things into existence, when we speak forgiveness into existence, yes. there's power in that to say those words out loud. Absolutely. And by the way, have some tissues probably nearby. <laughs> okay. Cause this maybe is a box. Going, that's right. Maybe a box, maybe even a case. This is going to elicit some emotion most likely. Okay. Let it come. Let the emotion open up. Let the emotion go. This will likely bring some hurt. This will maybe bring some anger. That's okay. That's in there. What we're trying to do is get it out because all of these things, the hurt, the anger, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the resentment, it's in there. It's either going to come out in a healthy way or it's going to come out in very unhealthy ways. It's your choice. It's honestly, it's your choice. Do I let these things out in a healthy way or in unhealthy ways? And so this is God's way, writing them down, giving voice to it, choosing to forgive, to soften and heal your heart. 
It's good. And so that's, that's where we want to land the plane today. Okay. Take some time, take some time, find the right environment. If you're sitting in your car, drive out to a park, go somewhere, go somewhere where you can let the emotion out. If you need to cry, you need to scream, wrestle with God. Don't try to do this at work. Don't try to do it at home. You know, I'm going to be in my bedroom, but the kids are running around. Give yourself and give your heart enough care that you can actually take care of it. Go out somewhere. Give yourself the time, space, and permission. Really engage with this and learn to forgive to set your heart free. And so... Babe, thank you for sharing. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for hearing this today. And just pray that uh, you would live in the heart of forgiveness. So God bless you. We'll see you next time. Mm.